0: You can find it on my website at one rental at a time.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. We are back with our Thursday guest, guest, Mr. Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing
1: great, Michael. And I have to say,
0: I'm excited
1: for what you're about to show me. (laughs) You just showed this thing to me
0: offline a minute ago, and I. (laughs) You're excited. I'm excited. I want to dig into this. That's awesome. So one of the things that I built while you were uh, enjoying the the tail end of summer is I built a 50-year spreadsheet. I built it for a couple of reasons. So first off, what's in the 50-year spreadsheet? It is every year, every calendar year, uh, home prices, wages, interest rates. And then I've added CPI uh, and S&P 500 because people ask. And then I've done calculations based on uh, income. I've done front-end ratios, which is something a mortgage broker helped me with. So what I'm trying to figure out is what has happened in the housing market, because I want to see what could happen in the future. And I want to answer three real questions, Jonathan. First, I believe that interest rates in, the tw- in this decade are going to go up. I believe we've hit the floor. I think they're higher in 2029 than they are today. So the first question I asked myself was, have we ever had a decade where interest rates went up? And I wanted to know what happened to housing because mm. I, I always hear interest rates up, housing down. I wanted to see if that's true. Next question I asked, something I have always believed is I believe wages, wage growth, specifically front end residential real estate. Because again, it's, it's a levered business, right? You, 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 you borrow on or you buy on payment, not on price. So I wanted to know, is it true? Uh, have we ever had a period where wages went faster than housing? didn't know if that was possible, but it turns out it was at least in one decade. Uh, And then I wanted to know housing in 2020, how did housing in 2020 stack up to the last 50 years as far as affordability? Those were kind of the three questions I wanted to ask. Uh, And then I just started adding more data as it came in. So let me bring it up and then we will go through it together. So let me know when you can see it. Yep, I can see it. Awesome, so first and foremost, when you get it, I was nice enough to cite all my sources. So you can see all the sources. Cause again, I had to pick it like housing. I, I think I picked January. Like it, some people have came back and go, Hey, your housing prices are different. I'm like, well, you picked December, right? I mean, yeah. so all my sources are here. What I was going to ask you is where'd the data come from? Yeah, all of them right here, right? If the data is bad, the data is bad because of where I took it from. Uh, but let's see. So that's where all the data came from. So again, it all starts in 1970. Um, so we'll just, we'll go through 72 just for fun, just because right. every year the same. So I got home home ownership rate because I believe getting on the property ladder is good. I believe the notion of renter nation is bogus. Uh, But so I captured it. We'll see where the highs and lows were through 50 years. Then I wanted to capture median home price. This again is a national, a national, a national number. Uh, I actually calculated home appreciation. I did not trust what was out there. I did the math. That's why there's a blank here because I didn't have a source year. So I calculated that. Then I took the average uh, 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Again, I had to pick a date. I think I picked June, but again, it's listed in my data sources. Uh, Then I did a down payment. I actually made that a variable because you could change it right here. It's 10% for this math, but you can change it here, and it ripples through the entire spreadsheet. Finance amount, again, it's just math, right? Price minus down payment. Then I calculated the payment, again, using the interest rate, and I used 30-year fixed. This is a big one. Median uh, income family of four. So probably in the seventies, that was probably a single person. Uh, As we go on, obviously that morphs into two people, but again, that's a family of four. That's not an individual's income. Mm -hmm. Same deal. I did wage growth based on the year before. I then divided by 12 because I'm trying to get the front end ratio. So again, income minus or divided by 12 gives me this number. Payment percent of gross. That's the front end ratio. Uh, that again, I got from a mortgage broker. Again, that's just this divided by that equals that. And then I wanted, because I think we are down payment constrained, or at least getting that way, hence the first time home buyer tax credit. So I wanted to know where we were historically. So this is where the spreadsheet started. And then I added CPI because everybody asked an S&P, but we're going to stay up here. So uh, I've done a couple of things because that's a lot of data. So first and foremost, I summarize the beginning and the end of each period. Check out the seventies. Wow. Interest rates start here at eight and a half. They go to 11, but look at housing. Wow. Housing doubled. I would not have guessed that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's not a talk track anybody talks about. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, wages, wages went up 88%. Wow. If we go over to the eighties, just for fun, right. Housing's up 70%. <laughs> Interest rates fall, and, and they will fall every decade thereafter. Uh, incomes went up another 63%. The 90s, this was actually a period where wages, you can see it here, 36% were higher than uh, yeah. housing growth. It was the only decade that happened. Then we go here. Uh, again, housing still on fire, 41% higher. Incomes up 25 but again, interest rates continue downward. Then the, you know, 2010 kind of same deal. This one was about even, right? Both were up 41%. And then I did 2020 and then I did math to get 2029. But yeah, this is uh, pretty good. So now let's go through and look at the decades because I also highlighted some interesting things. Green means it's a peak period. So for example, would you you be surprised to realize that home appreciation peaked in 78, 79 and 80? I, I would be very surprised. And
1: it's, you know, you and I are both old enough to remember uh, yeah. times as kids. And I do not, I remember the, the 80s is having a housing boom, but I do not remember the 70s. I remember the 70s for stagflation and gas lines and, yep. and high interest
0: rates uh, and not for, uh, yeah. for housing this. boom. It's all inflation. And again, a lot of that is we will see in this spreadsheet points to wage inflation, wage growth, wage growth leads to higher housing. Even with higher rates, look at this. The yeah. rates were going up. We do start running into a front end ratio. So, my mortgage broker tells me anything above 33 will likely get a no answer from a bank. So, not a lot of people getting housing done in, in 1980 because of rates. And obviously, they continue up from there. Look at the front end ratio jumps to 46. Wow. Right. And this is now an 81, where Volcker takes it to 16.6. And again, we still have home appreciation. <laughs> right home appreciation gets a little low in 83 but yeah
1: so we was have a, a bad recession in 82 83 right
0: yeah uh-huh yeah so again not people not a lot of deals getting done at least traditionally this is this is the land of carlton sheets creative financing right that's seriously that's what was that was what was going on so housing appreciation less people buy look at that home ownership falls in the 80s yeah Right for six years, it's below sixty-four percent. Right, so I
1: mean, still, I mean, if you think about this, mm -hmm. yeah, it's below sixty-four. But this is, you know, pretty much statistical noise, though, right? I mean, it's it's well, it's the
0: lower band. It turns out to be the lower band of fifty years. Yeah, yeah, we're we're at a pretty tight ratio. So again, rates and again, rates peak in eighty-two. They start going down for the next forty some odd years or thirty-eight years or whatever they are. So again, wage growth really stagnates in the 90s. It starts to get pretty low. And then look at that home appreciate, or home ownership peaks, right? So it goes from 64 to 69. So right. it's, it's within a 5% band.
1: Yeah. But this is, you know, so when you're, I, I love this data because it just shows up until the mid 90s, Mm-hmm. The consistency of home, home ownership being around 64, 65 yeah. percent for forever, right? Yep. And then this spike in in the early two thousands, which is essentially driven by r- really low interest rates in the housing bubble. Well, I and, wouldn't say low. In, well, I guess. Well, comparatively speaking, right? Because if yeah, you, I guess comparatively uh, speaking, yeah. You slide back. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah, all because I, I, that I, I, I mean I can even remember my my dad talking about like. I just got an, you know, I just refinanced my mortgage at 6%. Like he was really excited about that, right? I rem- yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. I bought my first house at six and a half right here in 2002. My first rental. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go forward and more stuff happened. Wage growth stagnates 05, 06. We actually have negative wage growth. Yeah. Right. Bad reset. Rec- great recession. Which yeah. leads to. This is a big one for me, right? Everybody talks about housing crash, and I've had I've had people talk about forty percent residential real estate crashing. The largest bubble in the history led to five years of negative, but the worst year on record was negative eight point nine.
1: But remember that this is also national, right? So it is, are, of course. Markets that that did much worse, right? of course, mm-hmm. and also cumulative. I mean, if you add this up, I mean, you're getting, you know.
0: And and this is compounding too. remember. Right. Well, it goes from two hundred four to one hundred seventy, so yeah. it's like fifteen percent.
1: Yeah. So it's still it's it's substantial, right? And this is on a national level. It right? is on a national level. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. And you know, and I remember, you know, this is also. Do you remember? Um, what's the name of the book? Um. So, you know, there were, he, David Bach wrote a whole bunch mm-hmm. of books about, you know.
0: Well, he auto- was automatic millionaire or something like that David yeah, did, I mean, yeah and so he had to hold of the latte factor
1: remember his yeah latte? yes the latte you know, latte is invest the money in something else and one of the things i remember talking about right around right right at the, as this was happening he said there's never been a national housing but basically yeah, I remember, yeah. the housing
0: bubble.
1: there's no bubble there's never been a national housing bubble so what's happening right now is not a bubble yeah and then boom
0: boom <laughs> then he was wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah so again, we keep moving on. Again, wage growth, housing growth. Wa- housing is generally higher than wages. Again, it's a borrowed business that yeah. makes sense. Uh, we do have very low affordable or the front end ratio gets ridiculously low, which means it's affordable, right? There's obviously a back end ratio which takes into car loans and student loans. The front end is just payment and income. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it gets um, yeah, this is this is this is where we got to. And again, I did I ended in 2020 because obviously 2021 is not over. But right. just because people don't like that, I did jump and did, did this for July, just people ask. We did see a big jump in home prices, right? We ended, yep. we ended 20 at 270, and here we're at 263. Interest rates were down again, at least as of the building of this. They've gone up since then. Um, payment now is at 19%, where I think we were at 16 here. Yeah, 16%. So, what is,
1: pro-
0: uh,
1: mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm curious, in why 10% as a down payment?
0: I don't know. I was thinking owner occupied. I can change it. That's the beauty of having that. I mean, but in a lot of markets, isn't isn't it, aren't you, don't you have to put down 20%? I mean, no, for first time home buyers and whatnot. I think the average, the average down payment is 11% when you blend it all together. Like you have to take PMI and stuff like that. Yeah. PMI. Yeah. 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 Yeah, The average is 11%. Yeah. This is, this is pretty interesting. So, yeah. yeah. And again, I did highs and lows, right? Min, max. So home appreciation goes from 63.7 and 15 to 69 and 04. Home appreciation goes from 16 to negative nine, basically. Wages 14 to negative eight. Thirty-year from 16 to three. Uh, payment percent of gross. Yeah.
1: This is what. So this, this, this the home ownership rate. If you mm-hmm. look at the high and the low, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. This is what everybody was talking about when they were saying millennials don't want to own homes, right? Because of short memories, right? And they were 63.7% is really not that far off the
0: long-term. Well, the long-term average is right here, 65.4. And oh, by the way, 2020, we are above that.
1: Yeah. And so what you see here though, is that, you know, the people who were saying, "Oh, millennials don't want to own homes. People don't want to People only want to rent now," is only because they were looking at the fall from sixty nine to sixty three point seven. Correct. This sixty nine number was artificially inflated.
0: Oh, by at least a point uh, and a half. Yes.
1: Well, yeah, by but by by government policies mm-hmm. that were Absolutely. encouraging people to buy homes. Bad lending. Banks that were also getting into it by giving out bad loans to people so this number that people were saying oh look at the calamity in housing Mm -hmm. you can look at that number or maybe to be a little more fair the number between say the 65 and 69 Mm -hmm. as four percent of people who never should have owned homes in the first place yeah probably
0: at least half of those
1: i'd give you two percent for sure and that and they just weren't they just didn't have the the financial wherewithal to do it no i totally agree totally agree so that whole, this whole the, the thing that we start seeing, and you're seeing it, if the if the low is, at, is the 2015, mm-hmm. that means the 2016 was when it started going back up again. And Correct. those are the millennials Coming moving into ownership, the ones who were supposedly never going to own homes ever. Let's look, 2016. So get that on the screen, here
0: we go. Yep. Always, always, always,
1: always yeah. a silly argument as far as I was concerned.
0: Yeah, and again, the, the, the big thing is it's, it's a really a tight band where this hasn't moved in 50 years, you know, other than a, I, I, I think 2%, right? So 67 would have been the natural high probably now we're from 60. What is it? 65 to 67. That's a really tight band. Not a lot has changed in 50 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you look at, and if you know, look right now, or as of 2020, mm-hmm. right. Okay. See so you've, you've got 2021. So we're at 65.4, right. right. It, slightly a little highish, right and yeah. it's historically and that's again because of like super low interest rates and because of this f-
0: covid phenomenon where mm-hmm. people have you know
1: suddenly decided they have to own they yeah
0: need. we pulled forward demand right a lot of you know i don't know what percentage but some people came in
1: exactly and you may see this rate start to tick down a little bit again not because people don't want to own homes but because they can't find them to buy right? yeah because if the, pop- the population is growing and if if home building is not keeping pace then people just can't find homes to buy right so uh, you'll see you may see it ticking down a little bit you know from and it already has since last mm-hmm. year so yeah yep.
0: yeah so in the end i think the whole renter nation argument is people miss uh, not understanding true history
1: well, not just that. I think there's a little bit of willful misrepresentation in there. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like for people who had, had a, an agenda mm-hmm. and wanted to promote, especially apartment investing, frankly. So no, I
0: totally agree. Very, very cool. So I will definitely send that to you. Uh, thank, you for, thank you for looking at my homework. That, that took about almost a day when I added it all together to pull that yeah. data. So uh, I'm glad you like that. I will send it to you. How can people follow you and get part of your role?
1: Yeah, uh, come and join my Facebook group. It's free. Uh, it's called the Multifamily Investment Community. You can just search for it on Facebook. It'll pop right up. When you join, uh, you should answer the three questions that you're asked, one of which is do not spam mm-hmm. the group. One is uh, kind of why you want to join, because uh, I'm just curious why people want to join. And the third one you actually, I'm asking if you would like a free download that I give away. So there is a free thing that you get if you join, if you want it, uh, but you're not going to find out about it unless you come via computer, which is where Facebook will show you the three questions because it doesn't show you the three questions on your phone for some reason. <laughs> so go to multifamily investment community and uh, join. And if you are a fan of the show, just drop it into one of the questions. I just like, I just, you know, I, I get a kick out of Yeah telling me that they heard about me on your
0: show so uh please do that very cool you know, to know. thank you jonathan have a wonderful wonderful afternoon